Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Rebecca Babcock. How are you, Rebecca? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my We're pleasure. Yeah. So you are Rebecca, and I know you are doing wonderful things right now. And myself and the audience would love to hear about it all. But just to kind of begin, if you don't mind, in your own words, introducing yourself. Yeah, great. One of my favorite things to do. So my awesome. name is Rebecca Babcock. And I discovered in making that the name of my company that is a bit of a tongue twister. But I'm Rebecca. And I'm the founder of Rebecca Babcock Coaching. And the very quick version of me is that as it says on my website, so I can't hide from it. I'm a 43 year old bad I don't know if we have to blank out words that are, might have a swear word in it. Yeah. So uh, a kick butt person. I have a chronic autoimmune disease um, that I was diagnosed with at 16. And when I was 38, I had my entire colon removed in an emergency surgery. I had five surgeries. I um, had a big career in corporate America, rose up those ranks, climbed that ladder. And about a year ago, I put it all down and started my own company and my real mission and purpose is to help other people live their best life and i feel i'm well suited to tell people that because i've been there i uh yeah. i was divorced by the time i was in my early 30s you know I, I i ran a marathon once without training no but i've had hard things happen i've had great things happen but I, i'm just a really firm believer that life gets lifey and it's all about how kind of how we deal with the hand that we were dealt and mm. um and that kind of permeates into everything that I do. I, I'll say this one last thing and then I'll stop talking. Um, oh, no. <laughs> my sort of like life mantra is hashtag no colon still rolling. And as much as that has to do <laughs> with not having colon, no, it's awesome, right? It's yeah, good. It's awesome. So That's amazing. I can't take full credit for it. <clears throat> There's many in the IBD community that can say the same thing, but that's sort of my approach to life not just as it relates to medical stuff, but just like life gets lifey. Things happen. You're yeah. either going to shut her down, not shut her down, but shut her, like shut her down life, yep. or you're going to rise up. And um, I just want to help as many people as want to, to rise up and, and live an awesome life. Yeah, that's incredible, Rebecca. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it must have been... Like I, 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 I'm not even sure how that, what you went through, um, and and I'm sorry to hear uh, what you went through, but it requires such a strong mindset to be able to continue with what life brings you, to right. continue, and especially continue to serve other people. So yep. when you made this decision, what went through internally? Can you share? Absolutely. And, and um, so just to keep in mind, I was diagnosed when I was 16. So uh, and I have what's called ulcerative colitis, which is that my body believes my colon is a foreign object and it's constantly attacking it. Oh. So I started this was my journey since, you know, high school. And um, I maybe it's because it was before the Internet. 
And so all I knew at that point was what my doctor told me. And I wasn't able to like freak myself out and go on WebMD and try to figure it all out. But I just never really, I kind of was like, all right, well, this is the card I've been dealt. I mean, my big expression is everybody has their thing. Mm -hmm. So that was the thing that I had, but it never dawned on me. I mean, I had to choose a university that had a good medical system. So I'm very fortunate I got to go to Vanderbilt University, which has a medical amazing medical care and doctors and a great, a great, um, you know, school academically as well. And, and I just said, like, this is my life. I studied abroad when I was in a junior at Vanderbilt. I went to Italy. I had just had my mom send me medications there. You know, I just kept doing life on life's terms and just kind of showing mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. And so when it got to the point where I had an emergency surgery because I refused. The doctors kept saying to me, like, you're losing this battle with your colon. Like, you need to stop. Like, I was on every medication known to man. I was taking chemo. I was doing infusions in the hospital. And I was like, you no. You just didn't want to do the surgery. I felt that I didn't have cancer and that there was no reason for me to lose a major organ. And mm-hmm. then life decided that wasn't going to work out that way. And so I was at work on a Tuesday. At that point, I was working at eBay. I was at work on Tuesday and on Wednesday, I was in the hospital. Um, I went into kidney failure. So anyways, they removed my entire colon um, and they actually, unfortunately, did the surgery incorrectly. So three weeks later, I had to have it redone. Um, And then that was it. Then there were a total of five surgeries over two and a half years to totally rebuild my digestive tract without a colon Um, and without an ostomy bag, which has been amazing. So I have something that's called a J-pouch. That's great. No. Yeah. I mean, it's been a hell of a journey. Um, In the middle of all that, I was, as I mentioned, I was, I'm a single woman. I had a chronic autoimmune disease. So I was having surgery, going back to work, surgery, going back to work, like going back and forth and back and forth like that. And And when I got to the end of all my surgeries, um, I was a consultant at the time. I was at, for the first 15 years of my career, I was at Condé Nast and magazine. So I worked at Vogue and GQ and Glamour and all those places. And then when I was 35, I made a major career shift and I went over to eBay as a consultant. So when my surgeries ended, my consultancy time, I'd been there for about four years, it was over anyways. And so I'm looking at my life and I'm like, what now? You know, I'm alive, but what do I wanna do? And I actually went out looking for somebody that could help me better align my passions and what I felt like were Mm -hmm. my special traits with a career. I needed to make money, you know, like I, and I couldn't find anybody. So I found a lot of people that would help with like a LinkedIn profile and, you know, interview skills and then life coaches, but I couldn't find somebody who was bringing it all together into one. Mm-hmm. So I switched mm-hmm. careers again and it went into ad tech and I was uh, in sales at that point. And um, I just felt like I'm supposed to be doing more than this or this isn't exactly mm-hmm. my call. And so I, in COVID, I went back to school and I got certified as a coach. And then I began doing what I do now, which is actually full circle. My undergrad degree is in human and organizational development. Like it all makes sense now looking back on it. But basically there was no one moment. It was, a. It was. I find that life works in sort of incremental ways. Like if you take it step by step, more answers just sort of reveal themselves if you're sort of in the moment and you're being as present as you can and as mindful as you can. Um, and then you kind of look back and go, how the heck did I do that? Mm-hmm. But it's not all one huge thing at once. It's a, it's a combination of, of small daily feats, I would say. Mm-hmm. And do you work with, is it individuals or is it uh, uh, corporate as well? 
I do work with individuals, not corporate as of right now. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. So I always have my opinion changed is that I think when we pay, we pay attention. And I think that people come to me because they want to change in their life, not Mm -hmm. because their job says, and once you get to a certain level of seniority, we provide you with a code. It's a big difference. And I really want to work with people that want for themselves to live an Mm -hmm. amazing, awesome life. Not because mm-hmm. their boss told them they need some leadership skills. But again, I could be, look, if there's a corporation out there that just wants to help their employees be awesome people, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And what does your ideal client look like? Now, I wish I could answer that in a really succinct way because it would really help me from a business point of view. But what yeah. I discover is sort of a generalized theme is it's people that are feeling stuck. Mm. They just feel kind of meh. It's not horrible. They're not bankrupt. It's not awful. They're just generally they're in their mid to late forties up to their, you know, uh, retiring. Yeah. Just sort of like, okay, well, you know, I, when I first got a job, I just wanted a job. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was 30, maybe late twenties, I said like, well, it'll be better once I'm more senior in my role. And then you get to this point where you're like, okay, well, this is kind of it. but I've got a mortgage, I've got kids, I've got response. Who am I to sort of like, you know, mess things up now? And I'm, and meanwhile, I'm like, I did this when I was 42 years old. Like I was like, I'm out, I'm done. I'm going to live my best life. Um, So it's really that. And it's interesting. I have a handful of clients that are retired and it's the exact same thing where they worked and worked and worked to get to retirement. And then they get to retirement and they're like, oh. Now what? Yeah, my career defined me. Now what? Yeah, now what? So it's really the generalized thing I hear from everybody is they don't really know what they want out of their life or their career, and they just feel Quite kind of common. stuck. Yeah. They don't know what to do Quite instead, common. though. That's the challenge. Yeah. 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 If they're feeling stuck, it's not it – might, it might not be very widely um, accepted or, I mean, I mean, like, to actually admit it. Press it out um, but loud. it is yep. yeah say it out loud but it's, it's it's quite obvious you know and and especially when you get to that level like you are you know you can you can sense you can sense that uneasiness around you or in, in people mm-hmm. and because we're, we are vibrational beings right so yeah, we pick exactly. up and yeah and, and when we sense it we want to help like we want to help so bad and you can't just go to, you know, I want to help you. <laughs> so it's not going to be cool. Right. But there's so much help needed out there. And that's why I love doing these kind of interviews with, with people like yourself, because what you're doing is making a, a, a huge impact on society and, and overall consciousness of the world. Right. And that makes it all worth it. Right. Yeah. It's not always yeah, it easy does. Um, to be, the marketer, the salesperson, the content creator, the yeah. uh, accountant, the bookkeeper, the all the things. But look, at the end of the day, I can put my head down on my pillow and be like, I did great work today. Yeah. Did the best I could with what I had. And I feel really good about that. And I just think everybody should be able to have that feeling. And it doesn't mean everyone should quit their corporate job and go be a coach. It's just, I would, this was my calling. It was always my calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sense that purpose, you know, once you, especially with with what you've been through and the trauma, you know, it, it awakens something, right? And and that's why you notice these many people in our troop entrepreneurship, they all, like they, they hit ground bottom, 
and all of a sudden something hits them and then they, they skyrocket. Yep, so it's, exactly. it's, it's something that, that you're as well went through in the past, but now you found your calling. You found that you found that passion and you could tell even in the audience, you can see Rebecca's passion. You can see that she's out there trying to make a difference, trying to improve the lives of people that feel stuck and bring that out to the surface and improve from there, create a foundation. There's the, You can't put a price tag on that, something like that. Like I've, To me, it's such a high-value service, um, what you do, is because it, without it, without a right foundation, it, this life can be quite, quite uh, difficult. I mean, do you want to come work for me and do sales? Because you nailed it. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> and it is, it's absolutely, um, My camera it's important work and it's not for everybody, but for those that want it, I want them to know I'm out here and I'd love to help. And I'd love for everybody to feel passionate and purposeful in their life. It's funny, Rebecca, you mentioned that to to be your sales guy. <laughs> but I honestly, honestly, I'm saying it from my heart because I've been through uh, a lot through my life, like, like most people, right? And once you see both sides, like you mentioned earlier in the beginning, once you've seen the trauma side and side, once you see the the awakened side or the 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 clarity side, if you may say, it it there's there's no way you can hold that in. Like you, you just you just can't keep it. You need to spread it. You need to share it. You need to tell people. You need to without any have any thought to what you're getting in return. You right. know, it's obviously a stages. But you get to that point where you're just doing, doing, just taking action with your heart out there, trying to see if you can make an impact even on one life. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I appreciate yeah. what you do is because it means a lot to me. Well, thank you. And, you know, I think that's kind of why I finally had the courage to step away from doing this on the side or I was doing a lot with chronic illness warriors and I'm actually eight years sober. So that's another big oh. thing that I went through. I was doing this a lot with my 12-step program and helping other women to find sobriety and live this great life. Um, so that finally I was like, it's pretty clear I'm spending all my free time helping other people and trying to be of service to them through what I've been through. Not just like, yes. I'm better than you, let me help you. But like, I've been through some hard stuff. Can I help you? Um, you oh. know, there's that expression of i don't know if you've ever heard that parable where it's like a man falls into a hole have you ever heard this one a man falls into a hole yeah. and he's stuck and he's yelling for help and a a clergy person someone of a religious faith walks by mm -hmm. and he says for me it'd be like oh you know there's a priest hey can you help me and the priest says i'll pray for you and keeps going and then a doctor comes by and a doctor's like i can't help you if I get in the hole, you know, sorry, and throws a medicine down there. And then um, a friend comes by and the friend jumps in the hole with him. And he's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Now we're both stuck. And he said, no, I've been in this hole before and I'm going to show you the way out. Oh, amazing. I love that. that. That's what I believe I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, that's amazing. First time hearing that. That's awesome. I mean, that's and sort of what... Go ahead. The, the the quality of work that a person does when it comes from passion, when it comes from her, your heart, 
it reflects, you know, it, it's, it feels effortless, right? It feels yeah. like you're just on cloud nine, you know what I mean? You're just going about it, just taking everything that comes into the moment and you're just going with the flow of life. It becomes effortless because that, that opening of that passion and, you know, keep at it. Don't stop. Continue to be healthy and um, continue to make this impact. Thank you. Yes. I mean, that's the goal, right? And I will say that it's not like this for everybody. Not everyone's Mm going to be coaching people, but I think the purpose in life is to find what it is that brings you into your flow. Like what Mm -hmm. makes you just kind of enjoy because you're still going to have the things that are tough, right? Mm -hmm. Like accounting and bills (laughs) and all that stuff for me. Um, But Mm -hmm. the good of it outweighs the bad. And that's really what mm-hmm. I help my clients find too, right? Like, what's your passion? What lights you up? Because yeah. if you're doing more that, life gets a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I find that once you once you calm the mind a little and you, you become more relaxed, you start um, welcoming indicators to find your passion. When we use our, you know, our ego, for example, or our mind excessively trying to find that purpose, sometimes it, it kind of feels like it's pushing away from us, um, you know, and, and working with a mentor or coach, it provides that clarity, that calmness. And there's actually like biological reasons for that. So mm-hmm. it's called anabolic hormones. So catabolic hormones are fight or flight. Right. And we live in that a lot. Oh, I do really well under stress. But actually, when your body is breaking down tissues and cells like that, it can't see possibilities. It's like you're running from the saber toothed tiger. You're not thinking, well, maybe it's saber toothed tiger and I can work something out. But when you get into a state of flow, that actually gives your brain anabolic hormones that allow you to be more in flow. So it's not Mm. a coincidence when you're doing something that feels right. You forget to eat lunch or hours go by. That's actually your brain giving you the hormones to keep you going, doing what you're doing. So the goal is to get your brain more in that place so that you can see possibilities and opportunities instead Mm -hmm. of just running from the super tooth tiger. That's excellent. And we always like to ask our guests what their innermost superpower is that got them to this point. Resiliency. Hmm. I mean, I've been knocked down a that's whole Prove it. That's a proven superpower. Yeah. No colon still rolling. Is that a superpower? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Same thing. Yeah. That's incredible. And, you know, are there any kind of final words or anything you want to share with the audience um, before we go? Yeah. I just want to say that if this sounds like it resonates with you, Let's chat. I, you know, I offer like free 10, 15 minute calls, see if I can help. And if I can't, I'll tell you. But if I can, let's just at least explore the idea because you don't actually have to live like this. You don't. Yes, you don't. You don't at all. I, 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 I second that what Rebecca is saying. Audience, love you guys. Continue to support, continue to engage, share the episode. Connect with Rebecca, engage with her content. The more you put out there, the more it comes back, you know, and you start getting that, start rolling with with your feelings. And and if something resonates with you and feels good, take the step. You're not going to lose anything by taking a step. It might benefit you for taking the step. 
You know what I mean? And again, I appreciate your, your, all your messages and your engagement and, and your support. Uh, we're all about trying to bring guests on the show and people on the show to increase the awareness, mm-hmm. the conscious awareness overall in people and, and know that there is a, a much, much more beautiful world out there. You just got to start from within. And um, again, Rebecca, I, w- I want to say thank you for so much for making the time and actually coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate your presence and I, I wish you all the best. Keep in touch. You know, I build such amazing relationships through this show. Uh, anytime I can help, let me know. Thank you so much. And everybody listening, have a great day. Thank you for bringing this message to more people. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you.